absolutely do this. I I'm believe gonna, in you. I'm going to rock this out through the 21% battery. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome everyone to Historical Shade. I went down that time. Uh, that's what she said. Anyway, the podcast <laughs> where Julie and I talk about shady topics in history, people being mean or uh, shady towards each other, etc. and so forth. We are not historians. So if we get something wrong, correct us. Let us know. Um, I hate doing this intro, so I try to make it faster and faster each time. So, Julie. I, I like that I have just solidified Stopped. that I never have to do the intro. So <laughs> You like that? I love that. I mean, I hate that. So I'm like, oh, I manipulated that situation. <laughs> it's it's my turn today, right? <laughs> it is. All right. So, so I... <laughs> I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share my sources first because okay. I noticed that that's what you did last time. So, um, my sources are Women in American Politics: History and Milestones by Doris Weatherford. That's mm -hmm. a book. Oh. Uh, the Her Hat Was in the Ring dot org, which what? is it's a website devoted to women who ran for political office before 1921. I will. That will be my night. I'm just going to um, go on that. And cancole.org, which is Kansas College. And then um, Timeline, which I can't, I forgot to write it down. I can't recall if it's org or com, but Timeline is a website that's sort of like forgotten influencers in history um, because they're women or they're people of color. So it's, it's a great website. I highly recommend it. There's a lot of really great topics. Um, Do you know what I highly recommend? The game White Timeline. Claw. Oh, White Claw. And the game Timeline. If is it a website? No, it's just a game. Oh, the game called Timeline. Yeah, called gotcha. Timeline. It's a card game. Anyway. I have not played it. I'll, I'll check uh, it out. Uh, so. Julie's yawning. It's I know. 7.20. I know. It's 7.20 <laughs> and I'm yawning. I'm a mess, you guys. Okay. So today I am going to talk about Susanna Salter. Susanna Salter, spoilers, was the first woman. Woman to be elected to a political office of mayor. So in 1887, uh, Kansas legislature granted women the ability to vote and run in local elections. So though oh. women had achieved suffrage in other states, no one had ever won a mayoral election until Salter. And so, women don't have the right to vote nationally yet. Correct. I didn't realize that the right to vote happened in like states before it happened nationally. Whew, I'm learning so much. <laughs> so get a little bit of a backstory. Salter was the daughter of the first mayor of Argonia, Texas, which was a little Quaker village oh. of a population of about 500 in South Central Kansas. And her husband was the city clerk. And she was a member of the Women's Christian Temperance Union, which oh, organized in Argonia in 1883. They did not like alcohol, I can tell No, you they, they did not. <laughs> and uh, they, in fact, the next sentence, I'm glad I cut that myself off, the next sentence was that they were a religious group that lobbied for the curbing and prohibition of alcohol use nationwide. Oh, I knew it! <laughs> Uh, the temperance movement was also one of the few socially acceptable places for women to engage in public life. Uh, their message that women needed to be protected from men's outsized appetites oh. jived <laughs> with 
<laughs> the perception that women were arbiters of morality. Julie so, loves the sexy ones. <laughs> I don't mean to make it like they're a attendance group. How did I make it sexy? Men's so, outside anyway, appetites. Speaking of men's outside <laughs> appetites. The organization simultaneously reinforced gender norms, but also gave women real power. Hmm. Um, so they they really like they really focused on prohibition. Um, they made the enforcement of state prohibition law like the primary issue in the city election, and they called a caucus and selected a ticket of men that they considered to be worthy of the mount, town's offices. I know that you're laughing because I said caucus. <laughs> yeah, continue. I know what it is. I was like, I'm plowing through. <laughs> She's laughing at cock. <laughs> so, and and it's interesting because like their their ticket was not like a straight ticket. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was based on who they considered worthy regardless of the, of the political labels. Um, mm -hmm. And as, Historian Doris Weatherford explains, Susanna Salter presided at this caucus, don't you dare laugh, and some male attendees offended by female presumption to endorse candidates devised a convoluted plan to embarrass these assertive women. <gasps> don't you dare embarrass assertive women, they'll embarrass you back. Spoilers. <gasps> uh, so basically a certain group of men in Argonia that the field of politics was like their exclusive domain. Mm. They they what? resented yeah they resented the intrusion of women into their affairs, oh. and a few of the men had actually attended the caucus and heckled the proceedings. They heckled the caucus. They heckled the caucus. Right. Um, which I guess like by nature of what they did, they were referred to as wets. So Julie. <laughs> I'm not trying. It just, it just happens. So the wets were on the caucus, and they, they were heckling it like they were. All right. So they were this trying is history, to history, folks. <laughs> history. Only oh, one of us has had white claw, and it's not me. So the wets were trying to intimidate the women's Christian temperance union members. But when they attempted to nominate a candidate, they were voted down. So they were pissed. Uh, so they organized a secret caucus of their own. And so 20 of them met in like the back room of a local restaurant and decided to teach these females a lesson. At oh. this point, it's 100% starting to sound like an episode of like Parks and Rec right now. Like it just, oh, I yeah. like, I can just like imagine them in like the back of the, the Sweetums, like getting ready to teach Leslie Nope a lesson for being assertive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they drew up a slate of candidates that was like identical to that of the WCTU. Um, except for the office of mayor. And in that case, they substituted uh, Susanna Salter. Okay. And the reason they chose her was because she was the only officer of WCTU who was eligible for office. Everyone else lived outside the town limits. Oh. So they, they used like a real scientific process here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but essentially they assumed that the women would vote for the WCTU slate 
but no man would vote for a woman mayor and they felt like that would like teach her a lesson because in their minds they she would only get 20 votes and they would be embarrassed because they essentially they were a political organization mm -hmm. and so they thought well if we embarrass the women that'll curb their political activities so <laughs> the way that the, like the ballot worked for this election um, she didn't have to like give approval or see the ballot or anything. So the ballots mm -hmm. could be printed up like the day of the election with her name printed on them. Okay. So, and again, small town, 500 people. So word yeah. travels fast. This is pre-Facebook. Um, but it, it doesn't go as planned. So the WCTU, they see her name on the ballot. And of course they vote for her instead of the man they had nominated. But also... There was a group of men that were annoyed by the secret caucus and the joke ballot. So yeah. they decided to vote for her out of annoyance. Yeah. But then on top of that, her own husband found out about the scheme and he tried to get the townsmen not to vote for his wife. Like he was like, please don't, please don't vote for her, you guys, please. So there were also people in town that thought that was humorous. So they voted for her to spite him. <laughs> Like, fuck you, Fred. We're going to vote for your wife. And then on top of that, the chairman of the Republican Party in Argonia, like, immediately sent a delegation to see her. Um, and there's a, there's a quote in this article I read. It said, they found her doing the family washing. They explained the trick and then asked if she would accept the office if, if elected. And she said, all right. We, she agreed. And they said, all right, we will elect you. And just show those fellows who framed up this deal a thing or two. <laughs> so in the end, she gets two thirds of the vote. Oh shit. Good yeah. for her. Damn. Yeah. So she's the first woman mayor elected to the United States. Makes her a national celebrity immediately. Um, newspapers are following her. Um, they're writing like, information like ironic asides about her ability to do her job i'll have some oh. quotes in a minute um there's letters like praising her but also mocking her of course she immediately becomes one of the most talked about and written about political figures in the in america mm -hmm. side note i know that we can't talk about everything in history class but i had not heard of her until i researched this so yeah no this is crazy yeah I feel like we need to incorporate more history into every subject we teach. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. Especially economics. And yeah. Anyway, I feel like economics was a class that they're like, here's how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. Like, which I appreciate. So newspapers send correspondents to Argonia to visit her council meetings and, you know, just see how she conducts the town's business. Mm -hmm. Um, Argonians were interviewed as their reactions to a town may a woman mayor. Newspapers debated over the advisability of other towns or electing women mayors, like based on this. Um, and so, so many objected to what they call a petticoat rule. Like they they were really terrified of a woman being in charge. I mean, her period makes her unreasonable. So much. And you know, we just I mean, they're just so emotional, these women. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, many others did sort of take like a wait and see approach, like, 
well, let's wait and see if the period affects her that much. <laughs> 28 days and we'll talk. So uh, those who defer judgment, they felt that if in her term of office for success, women in politics might um, not be such a world-shaking change in American political life after all. And then, of course, other newspapers made the mayor the object of editorial jokes and remarks. So true to her position as the WCTU uh, woman, uh, she shuttered their gambling halls and saloons. She, what is that noise? Hmm. You hear it? No. Oh no. What is it? It sound sounded, like? it sounded like a phone ringing. I feel like I'm crazy. That's so weird. It was like in my head. Oh my God, I'm good. <laughs> maybe, maybe, okay, I did get a missed call from my mother. So that may have been it, but it was like. Oh, maybe I just like deeply experienced it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of deeply, sorry, audience, if you deeply experienced okay, my cell phone vibrating. Okay, that wasn't sexy. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> so she closed down the gambling halls and the saloons. Um. According to the Ontario Globe, this indis indisposition on her on the part of Mayor Salter to quote let up on the boys quote seriously mars her chances of ever being a candidate in, for the office again, as it isn't likely that the next election day will find male voters in a joking mood. Um, <laughs> newspapers remarked with wonder that she seemed perfectly capable of presiding over city council meetings, but made sure to tell the readers about her looks and even her weight. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. That's where I flip a fucking table. There's, uh, I can't remember who it was, but there's, there was like, matter? one of those like red carpets where somebody like on the mic was like, oh, like interviewing like a man and a woman. And they like asked the man something about the movie and then to the woman, they were like, oh, and what are you wearing? And she was like, clothes. I, there's a great one of Scarlett Johansson and like a couple other of the superheroes being interviewed about Endgame and they're like oh what about your stunts what about your stunts and then they turn to Scarlett Johansson and they're like what kind of underwear do you wear underneath that catsuit? Jesus and she's what like wrong with people yeah and she's like why why did you ask them that like their clothes are just as tight as mine in, in these movies like why like she like nope no no worry we are not gonna even Good for her. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Um, and she, like, to her credit, she made sure her femininity was on full display with reporters. She's like, I'm not fucking changing my outfit for you. Like, this is me. This is me. Look at all my frills. I can, I can wear lace and frills and bows and still run a fucking political office. Those two do not. Yes. Equal. Like, deep. yeah. So what follows now is a series of quotes from her and about her. Yes. Um, when, <laughs> when, yeah, asked, when asked by a reporter from the Boston Daily Globe whether she planned on a political career, she said, no, indeed. I shall be very glad when my term of office expires and should be only too happy to thereafter devote myself entirely, as I've always done heretofore, to the care of my family. So she's, she's not there for politics, but she's also like diving right into that shit. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to take advantage of it while I have it, but. Mm -hmm. 
The Leavenworth Times, quoting a Sun article, pointed out that the correspondent expressed the opinion that she made a, quote, intelligent, capable, and conscientious officer fully equal to all the requirements of her position. The Times went on to enter when it stated that this evidence is corroborated by every individual who has had an opportunity to base his judgment on a person, a personal observation of the conduct of her administration. The Rushville, Indiana Republican carried a brief article stating that she, quote, is said to discharge the duties of her office in the most acceptable manner. <laughs> That's a measured compliment. <laughs> Another paper wrote that she is, quote, having a very successful administration. When she was elected to her present office, her enemies predicted that she would make a failure of her effort to run the municipal affairs of Argonia. Up to the present time, she has made no great blunders. Oh, no great blunders. Another measured compliment. I need to read more historical documents to learn measured compliments. Yeah, just like, just a little bit of passive Yeah. Um, I, I gotta represent some New England in here. Uh, New of England course. reactions to events in Kansas were expressed in a Massachusetts newspaper. They said, the Kansas women have done it. Susanna Medora Salter, mayor of Argonia, a little town of 500 inhabitants, is the first woman ever elected to that office. And she is not a, quote, unsexed female either, but the <laughs> wife of a lawyer and the mother of four children. There is no more likelihood of her neglecting her babies. She's only 27, and the children cannot be much beyond babyhood then her husband would neglect his practice if he had been elected to the same office. There is a poetic fitness in Mrs. Salter's election. Her father was the first mayor of the town and she can continue the work he began. Uh, so, <laughs> I wanna know what an unsexed female is. Is it just like a dowdy matron of like 29 at this point? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, and she's a, like a woman? Like, her femininity is on display? She has had kids? Her husband still thinks she's attractive? What? what? She's only 27. Do you know what that reminds me of? Is, have you watched Love is Blind? Yes. It reminds me of, like, Jessica when she's like, I'm 34. Oh, Jessica, I'm we know. Yeah, we have been... We so Jessica, are you saying you're an unsexed female? Anyway, I I will I will say this on a love is blind tangent. I read an article and who knows who knows if this is true. I you know gossip rags and whatnot. We've all we've all been on the reality TV show journey. Don't yes. don't any of you deny it. <laughs> no one was arguing naturally. Well, anyway, I did. I read an article <laughs> that the reason. I stopped myself because I was like, oh, I don't want to give a Love is Blind spoiler. But guess what? I'm about to give a Love is Blind spoiler. No, wait, and listen. We've all been in quarantine for three weeks. If you haven't watched Love is Blind yet, you are not going to watch it. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. we'll give Tiger King spoilers next week. Just like Okay, that is trash and I will not watch. Oh my gosh. We'll talk about it next week. I'm sure okay. by next week you might. I, no, I, I won't. And I, I, like, the, I don't understand why people are like, there's not animal cruelty in there. I'm like, what is oh, wrong with you? Is. There is so much. Yes. I okay. could, I, I got to a part in the first episode. I was like, we're done here. Anyway, <laughs> I read an article that the reason that her wedding 
was in a different location than all of the other weddings is because like very early on, like uh-huh. when they got to wherever the beach place was. Cancun? Yeah. 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 Like they got there and she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to back out. And they like fast forwarded their, their whole situation um, by like a week to get everything filmed. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she's still just like a lot to deal with. Yeah. Speaking of a lot, (laughs) Susanna Salter had five kids. She gave birth to her fifth child while mayor. Um, but she is not an unsexed female. No, she's 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 very sexed. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately the baby did die soon after. So sorry about that. Um, but true to her word, she did retire her office after a single term. She never ran for public office again. So she may not have chosen her position as mayor, but her term of office inspired other women to run. In 1888, Mary D. Lohman ran for office in Oskaloosa, Kansas, and served with the nation's first all-women city council. And altogether, seven of the nine U.S. women elected as mayor within the next decade were in Kansas, much to the chagrin of many newspaper editors. And so I will, I will close this with um, some of the headlines reflecting their attitudes. And I'm going to say it like I'm a, I'm a newspaper man. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, here we go. I saw you prepping for it. <laughs> I know, I had to do like a physical movement. All right, here we go. Ah, women as mayors and city councils, not a success in Kansas. Pretty campaigners indulging in kissing to change the view of stony-hearted partisans. How women lose self-respect. Argonia, Syracuse, and Oskaloosa under female government. (laughs) Thank you. There's also, uh, there's a picture, but this is a podcast, so I can't. But just know that there's a picture. There's a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk. Um, and that what do you talk? The, what do you talk? That is the story of the the first uh, female mayor. Oh, I love it! I love it. Oh, I'm not an unsexed female yet. I mean, I'm not 27 anymore, so there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Julie, what's your future light? Oh, my future light. Um. I'm looking forward to <laughs> oh. This is like the one question that I know is going to happen on the call and I'm like I, we ask it every time. I mean, it's a little bit harder, listeners, cuz we're still in the craziness of COVID-19 currently right now. I hope Oh, no, because I know by the time we release this, it will still be happening. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's the hard. That's the hardest thing for me. Um, you know, I've always been someone that has multiple jobs, so yeah. that's nice. But like, I one of my jobs is working at a bookstore, and I've I've worked for them since like 2005, and I just I just got like my you've been furloughed letter last night, Oof. and I'm I'm very lucky that it's it's not something that I rely on and like were like you can apply for unemployment and and all of that and I fully recognize that but I also fully recognize that there are 
so many people applying right now. And if, if I can hold off and like just support myself on, on my (laughs) new indoor lifestyle that doesn't involve going to bars or restaurants, then I I'd prefer to do that. But I think I just like, that's my future life is like things that I took for granted Mm -hmm. and and I'm not selfish for taking them for granted. Like that's, there was no reason to ever believe that we would lose those things. Yeah. Um, but I just like, I find myself, even when I watch shows right now and people touch each other, I'm like, Oh, Oh my gosh. It's going to be like, so (sighs) restoration play sexy when we get to the point where like we can touch someone else's hand. Cause I bet, I bet we're going to get to a point very soon where people start wearing gloves again, like fashion gloves everywhere they go. Like when they're outdoors, like when I lived in New York city, I, I just also love vintage clothing, but I would wear uh, vintage gloves on the subway because of germs. Just, yeah, I'm weird like that. But I feel like that's going to be like, gloves are going to come back. But can you like imagine the sexiness of like taking your glove off to hold someone's hand? Oh, anyway. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting when we come out on the other side of this. Yeah. Laura, what's your future light? Hopefully it doesn't get delivered the way mine was. (laughs) (laughs) My future light is so in the next 10 minutes. So I was not allowed, um, any video game systems growing up. My parents just didn't believe in video games. And so I never was like, oh, I want video games or it just wasn't a part of my life. But I love The Walking Dead. I love the film, like the movies. I love the comic, the graphic novels. Um, And so I found out that you can download The Walking Dead video game on a MacBook and it's by seasons. So I bought, I purchased my very first video game yesterday and oh, it was I'm so happy for you. I know. I'm so excited. And so I bought season one of The Walking Dead Telltale Games. I started it two days ago. I'm on episode two now. So it's very like just immediate, but it's something that I never thought I'd have time for, quote unquote. I never and it's just yeah, I'm just super excited. I'm in the video game world now. Yay! I love it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you know you. how I feel about video games, so yes. I'm thrilled. Yeah, it's my, like, it's my gateway game, if you will, so. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you have any comments, any questions, any hurrahs, uh, send us an email, give us a like, all that stuff, um, and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. I did that with my hand and not saying it. I know that. Shade or Facebook at Historical Shade. We 
don't have a Twitter. Thanks, Julie. <laughs>